In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone, welcome to uh, Grim Dorks Discussion Podcast on the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I am Void Dragon John, and with me as always are my two favorite board game pieces flying through space. I'm Fuzzy, the burning one. Uh, I'm the Nightbringer Brayden, I guess? Uh, did I do it right, still? Yes, yeah, I'm yeah, so you proud it. of you. Full disclosure, this is take two, and Brayden did not take the downtime between takes to actually research a Catan. He was busy in his defense. I was busy fixing my audio, so... Leave I apologize for no drag. It that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we we can all agree that's that's pretty fair. Yeah. So anyway, we're doing Necrons today. Yay. And uh the the feeling in the room is what I would sonically describe as a collective boing. It's true. We're all We're excited. We're very excited. Brayden, are you excited? I'm very excited. I like the Necron. Good. Yeah, because they're fucking metal, literally. But all <laughs> literally metal. metal. I fucking. Well, we're three <laughs> minutes in on take two, and already welcome to the last episode of Grim Dorks. And it's name... not really an episode of Grim Dorks until Fuzzy says it's the last episode of Grim Dorks. True. Yep. <laughs> What's even uh, more metal about it is its name is Necrodermis, which is twice as metal. They're Necron tier with a Y, cause yeah. you know why. Why? Cause fuck you, Dad. Oh. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> what we were saying last time before we decided to redo it with everyone's correct mic involved, um, we were getting at this little thing of our theory is the Necron are the magical race of the Warhammer Forty Thousand universe. I have evidence. Uh-huh. Uh, Necron have a bad habit, and by bad habit, I mean kick-ass habit, of just showing up. Okay. Not, not only do they literally just sometimes, you know, you have your nice little civilized planet, and all of a sudden, death robots with Gauss cannons come out of the ground like the worst thriller music video you've ever been involuntarily a part of. Uh, they can also just, uh, oh, there's a bunch of Necrons here now, great, I hate this, and I'm dead. Uh, on top my, of that- My thing was more, uh, they will literally just go from nice happy day to why is there just a legion of Necrons marching across my farm, oh god, I've been atomized. They yes. want my weed. <laughs> now- I have a oh thing. god, my marijuana patch! <laughs> my marijuana. That's well, the wait, real wait, fuel we, for the Necron. We know they play Catan, so they're obviously after my lamb cards and my wheat cards. True. Good and god. My, and my log cards, because lord knows they have a surplus of metal cards. So this I explains have, why... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I have an argument as to you saying that the Necron are the most magical race, in that there is always the age-old adage of technology will eventually reach the point where it's indistinguishable from magic isn't that just the case with the necron 
Well, a thing Necron... we did last time, full disclosure on take one, is all of us basically at once went, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, uh, in almost perfect unison. So, <laughs> he, just Here's for my one. thing. Here's my thing with Necron technology. The, the Necrons don't have the crutch of being psychic. You see the same thing with Tau. Though to a le- uh-huh. like if if Tau had enough time, they would become Necron while being uh, more pansy about it and more it's weak. Fucking too. space communists. The idea of they need to they don't have this crutch of being psychic, so they need to go about it with other ways, such as somehow, some way. Let's throw what everyone's favorite scientific buzzword, quantum, into it. <laughs> nice. Or uh, multi-dimensional yes. tesseract labyrinths. <laughs> the the Necron ships are known to use something referred to as quantum drives. No uh-huh. one knows how they work, but they're faster than anything that anyone else has. Really? On top of that, um, a little fun fact I've been learning as I've been researching how a lot of their weapons work is some of their weapons look like disintegration rays. They aren't. Uh-huh. Uh, they actually are teleportation rays, and they teleport the chunks of what they hit into a pocket dimension where all of the trash of the Necron race is. Uh, I frankly don't want to look at that pocket dimension, and someday I really hope someone opens it out and just vomits it somewhere, because it's probably the worst space hulk you have ever seen. Yeah, the Necron do like pocket dimensions. God, they have the biggest boner for Also, I will say, it is admirable that the people who literally just shot coffins out into space through cannons uh, got to hear. Yeah, started at the bottom, now we hear. Yeah, as one of the most advanced civilizations left in the galaxy. So, real quick, let's uh, reprime you, dear sweet children, uh, and Brayden, on uh, where we left the Necron last. So, uh, Necron fought the big old frog guys, remember? Uh, yeah. They got warp thrown at them, they threw uh, disintegrations at the other guy, then they made a deal with the Catan to get sick-ass metal bodies. We're gonna loop back around to how that worked out in detail later, as we go mm-hmm. through the citizenry of the Necron, but let's leave it at that for this little sentence. Uh, a lot of them get reformatted into the Necrons we know, love, and hate today. Yeah. And they proceed to fuckle the old ones. Uh, then, having no one to fuckle, they decide to take a big old nap. Several million years later. Yeah, 60 million years, well... Silent King Cesaret goes on a pilgrimage. Yeah, Silent King Cesaret goes on a pilgrimage, along with another group uh, who is awake for this entire time, but we'll get Uh to them in a minute. Okay. Um, The Praetorians. Uh, Besides them, suddenly something just kind of happens, and Necrons start waking up, kind of confused. Because they're not waking up on time or with the right signals, and fun fact, sleeping for, oh, I don't know, 60 million years has kind of messed with some of them in various ways. The specifics. You know that, you know that feel when you wake up at three in the morning and it's like you're in a whole new reality? Yeah, you're like, oh god, who am I? What am I? What have I done? Where is this place? Well, that's what it's like. 
Hold on. Now imagine that, but also, there are people living in your room. Nice. And that's what happens to Necron Tomb Worlds. Oh, imagine, I just imagine, because I'm guessing humans somehow fuck it up and bring out the Necron. So just the Necron busting out of a coffin and then sitting on their couch as a human, Uh, like, oh, hi. Do you guys want to know how the Deceiver, not the Deceiver, the Nightbringer got freed? How? Uh, What is the most ironic way that could happen? Someone dying. Besides that. Someone, Someone living. living. <laughs> Someone being born. Uh, okay, so this ultramarine captain, you know, because he's an ultramarine, goes into this pit. Uh huh. And he finds a door. Uh huh. And he, I, this is like, I haven't read this book in a couple years, and this is how I remember it. He basically knocks on the door, and there's this presence that invades his mind and is like, hey, if you let me out, I won't immediately kill you. And he's like, dope, and just opens the door. <laughs> Fucking, what an Fucking idiot. What an idiot. <laughs> I, I want to say even more of an idiot for the Necron to put a door on their multidimensional Tesseract Labyrinth. Yep. Uh, so. That would be uh, Ultramarine's Captain Uriel Ventress. Fucking Christ. What an idiot. A fucking moron. <laughs> So, does he live after he opens the door? Oh yeah, he, he lives and ha- gets sent on a penitent crusade and does a... He like travels on a weird demonic choo-choo train. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're gonna like talk the, about him later. Like the yeah. ghost train from Final Fantasy VI. It's very the best dumb. train. So, uh, the Necrons start waking up in about the... I think it's the 36th millennium, I believe. Sounds right. Um... Who knows? Around then, they start waking up fairly close to present-day 40k, uh, <laughs> and begin causing trouble as the various dynasties, overlords, etc. begin waking up. Also, something to note for the rest of this episode, um, we're mostly going to be talking about new canon and occasionally shouting out to the old, so if you really want to find out some of that old canon... The general summary for this episode and the next is they wake up and start fucking everything up uh, because they're space terminators with no feelings. That's it. You're done. Welcome to pre-fifth edition old cron fluff. Nice. Um, The tomb world. We need to talk about tomb worlds. We gotta talk about them. What are tomb worlds? Well... One Someone... can only assume it's where the Necron used to sleep you sleep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more than that. Imagine uh-huh. hollowing out a planet to have the dopest sleepover possible. And so also, Starkiller base. And also, the planet is an alarm clock. Starkiller base. <laughs> yeah, it's Starkiller base, but for sleeping we'll talk instead of... of shooting. We'll talk about the Necron equivalent of the Death Star next episode. I was episode. about to say... There's already, like, ten Death Stars, from what I know. Oh, the Necron the giant... have several Death Stars, including a literal say... Death Star. I was In about fact, to say, several. the Pyramid Fortresses already exist that y'all told me about, whose name I forgot, okay, which so are just Death Stars. That, that brings so. me back to something we need to note about Necrons as a society, and it's very important we remember this. They are not a monolith. That is a Necron-heavy support choice. He's told me this fucking joke two days ago. Wait, what I'm... are you... 
I knew he was. I didn't even understand me. what you just said to me. Just fucking go. Don't don't engage. Just don't make eye yes? contact. No, come what? over here. Come over here, Brayden. Uh, We're just gonna talk so, on our own and ignore John for a little bit. Uh, audience, you come over here too. Just don't. No, no. Push him away. Just listen to my voice no, and Brayden's. Oh no, wait, because, I have more to. Th- I have more to say. No, it's too late. You lost your chance. Um. Uh. Enough shit. No, he edits the podcast. We have to come back. Uh, all right, oh, John. Oh shit! What up? <laughs> Welcome back to the circle. You've held us hostage. <laughs> anyway, With editing. So the the funky fresh thing about Tomb Worlds and Necron Society as a whole and Necron Worlds as a whole is it's all strictly hierarchical. Uh huh. That makes sense. Because fun fact, when you have limited resources of the good bodies that have all the shit that can keep your memories intact uh-huh. and you control them because you're the you're like the higher up cast yeah, you you're gonna them. get those yeah yeah so the way this shakes out is when and i guess we can kind of talk well this is a good segue into the units of the necron so, the Necron, of course, are a caste system with a bunch of tiers. And the higher-up tiers got the dopest bodies, which mean the lower tiers, many of them who didn't consent to becoming the Necron as we know them today, got the shit end of the stick. Get the shit bodies. The shit bodies are what we in the modern era, so to speak, know as the Necron Warrior. The Necron Warrior was at one point a citizen of the Necron tier. Some of them volunteered and went about this process willingly, others were captured, tied up, and thrown in the bottle to be put into the Necron bodies against their will because. Or as I like to call it, Got voluntold. There. Yeah, they got voluntold. Um, now, the warriors don't have any personalities. In fact, they are, at their base, just programming. To the point where they... I don't really understand what the point of uh, putting a soul in them was. Here, here, well, I'm, I'm gonna correct you just a little because it makes it a lot more sad. Mm-hmm. Necron warriors have just enough personality to be a little bit creative in combat, but not very much because of something we'll talk about later. And also, to know that they used to have memories. (laughs) The most brutal fucking thing possible is to know that you have had your memories stolen from you. Your only memory is that you used to have more memory. (laughs) That is fucking terrible. I'll be honest, I thought the lowest rank of the Necron would just be like a gray skull that you got. (laughs) Like, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, this is all we could get you. Uh, On shorthand, you're just a skull. But the castle gray skull is the home of Skeletor's power. And Skeletor is, in fact, one of the greatest overlords of the Necron tier. Oh, I was going to say Skeletor. I need to make an army list that's somehow just (laughs) Skeletor. Fucking, I don't even know how to go about that. He-Man's He-Man is one of the greatest Ultramarines. God, well, like, yeah, literally, to you'd have to make a the biggest, beefiest melee overlord you could within to make Skeletor. Anyway, um, I'll fucking, I'll theorycraft that in a minute. 
That's hilarious. Point. I, I thought Skeletor would be like the true god of the Necron after the Catan are gone. Well, oh my god, Skeletor is the Silent King. Skeletor. Oh my fuck. We don't have Before a model Silent for the King. Silent King. No one knows Before what the Silent, Silent King looked like. Exactly, Before so Silent King Cesaric was Silent King Skeletor. God, I fucking hate this. <laughs> uh, but I love it. Okay. So, oh the other thing about warriors is they're usually equipped with the baseline gun of the Necron, where we will uh, be judging the rest of the Necrons from there. It, their guns, I'm looking at a picture of one of the Necron warriors, it looks like they just have a glow stick with a gun on it. Uh, they're called Goss Flayers. It's they, a glow stick with a gun. Well, it's a glow stick that shoots a disintegration bullet, because that literal, it, the gun literally atomizes whatever it hits down to its component atoms and it lets it go. The other thing yeah, is... Yeah, a glow stick. Yeah. But what if your name is That's what glow sticks atom. do. <laughs> Fucking Christ. The other thing <laughs> is, they're also, um, like mentioned... N not super creative, and also don't know how to do something outside of their orders. Now, if you tell them, attack that thing, they'll go attack the thing, and they'll get funky-ish within that span, mm -hmm. but if they are without orders for too long, they default to patrol, and they just patrol and hold, which is still fucking spooky if you're one of these flesh bags in the rest of the world who uh, has just encountered these necrodermis skelly men with atomizing guns. Yeah. But, meh. So when we, when we get a little further and we talk about the nodal command structure, I'll have a little bit more about that, that jump between being a patrol like deep base control and getting into execution of orders because it's okay. very interesting yeah mm. i also noticed that the necron warriors have a stupid dumb uh axe head on the bottom of their guns dude fighting necrons in melee is a fucking mistake you, you see i imagine so because what happens if you hit the back of their fucking gun it explodes and everyone atomizes that too well, that said, their guns are also made of necrodermis, and, uh... It's hard to but break! How, yeah, how strong is the glass holding in all that glow you juice? You think that's <laughs> glass, when in reality, that's just pure energy, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought it would be necroglass or something like that. No, nah, it's pure necron fuckery. Nice. Sometimes, if necrons cut off your hand, you'll just grow a necrodermis hand. <laughs> that's... I... Isn't that good? I mean, no, because it's Zeno's corruption. Why, Brayden? Do you want to tell us something here at home? No, but didn't Ferris Manus have literally Sh iron arms? different. Sh we've established Primarchs get a free pass on their filthy corruptions and mutations. Fucking I hate Warhammer. <laughs> Alright. I forgot there's even a worse fucking uh, person who's guilty of it, Sanguinis, who had fucking wings. Yep. And they're just like, oh my god, he's so beautiful because yeah, and 40k <laughs> is nothing but... Uh, hot topic obsessed middle school girls. And meanwhile, yes. we smash cut to a back alley where fucking Night Haunter turns a corner and sees Sanguinius just fucking eating someone, and he's like, <laughs> I'll just go? I'll okay, like if it's Night Haunter, he's like, hey, just leave me the brain. I need to learn how to spell. <laughs> I don't get the joke, but it's dumb. 
Alright, um... So let's go up one cast within the Necron. We've covered the normal citizenry, and yes, all of them are Necron warriors. Uh-huh. Going up one notch, we find the Immortals. Immortals are the shock troops and are members of the actual military uh, from back when they were Necron tier. Uh, they got better bodies. They have... A f- they don't have emotion, duh, and but they do have critical thinking abilities to the point where they, if you tell them, go attack the base, they will discuss amongst themselves the best best way to do that. On top of mm-hmm. that, they're also kitted out with uh, much better Goss weapons that are heavier weapons. They got two glow sticks. The Tesla weapons. And also the Tesla weapons, which uh, shoot big, big old bolts of lightning. It's a big surprise. That's pretty cool. They're pretty sick. That's pretty fucking rad. They're also the size of... They're taller than a regular space marine and about as broad as a Terminator. uh, Oh, jeez. Or Terminator armor. Not, not, Mm. Not our favorite fucking whatever that was it michael bay no shit i forgot who directed terminator anyway um the only person you need to care about is schwarzenegger yeah yeah they're like that's just in your personal life not just in relation to terminator that's he directed terminator that's the hot truth i'm spilling today (laughs) okay oh shit he wrote it directed it starred in it cast it yeah. Did all the cinematography. He's like old M. Night Shyamalan, a ding-dong, but better. Anyway. Oh, shit. Christ. So the Immortals also have another leg up over the average Necron. Immortals, and pretty much everyone above them, are equipped with uh, special circuitry and pieces that make them come back. And, like, without any extra outside assistance. If you kill an immortal, quote-unquote kill, yeah, they may fall to pieces, but give it about, you know, anywhere from 1 to uh, 165 seconds, and they're back up and shooting at you again, because that's how they fucking roll. They look like those things, like, if you ever played a Lego game, where you're building the Legos and they just kind of assemble themselves? Yep. Kind of like that? Yes. yes. That's fucking spooky. Now, you have to keep killing them. Yes. Until they stop getting up. Yes. Uh, yeah. When do they stop getting up? When they Whenever receive... they decide they're done. When either oh. they decide they're done, or you can do enough critical system damage to the, like, reanimation shit that they will mm. stop getting up because you've actually destroyed it. At which case, they will need a little bit of assistance from someone who actually knows what they're doing. Or, uh, one of our good old friends, the reanimation orb, a thing that various lords and overlords will carry with them. We'll cover that once we get oh. all the way up to that level of cast. This reminds me, uh, a fun terrifying thing about Necron combat doctrine is they leave nothing behind. Oh, they literally raise they, stuff to the ground. Well, no. Salt the earth. No, they, they, they pick ra- it up. They're raiders. What? They take every body of their dead with them. Oh, they take everything. Okay. Yeah. So they, they leave nothing of themselves behind. This would so be a good chance the, to... So everyone else can't really study them because exactly. they pick up all the pieces. This is a good chance to jump over to a, a parallel line here. 
uh, to uh. quickly talk about the automated systems of the Necron. So, the Necron Tome Worlds, as mentioned, did have some fuckers patrolling them. Uh, those would mm -hmm. be the Triarch Praetorians, who stayed awake during that entire slumber. And they're basically immortals, but with jump packs. Uh, Anti-gravity jump packs. They're also, uh, at this point, slightly insane because they've been awake so long, and also do their damnedest to try to enforce um, Necron culture. They taught some humans it at one point, apparently. It didn't go very well for the humans. Uh, they just told them, like, Egyptian aesthetics? A little bit, yeah. Uh, they're actually pretty nice. cool, and I like, I like the current edition idea of them, lore-wise. We, but, we've come around. We've come around. Ever yes. since our Q&A episode, we've come around. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I still have my boner for the good old Terminators, but those good old Terminators still have a home in one of the dynasties, which we'll talk about. Um, which we also mentioned before. Mm -hmm. The point being, so the Praetorians were accompanied by the automated systems of the Necron. Those automated systems were the Canoptech Constructs. The Spiders, Wraiths, Stalkers, Scarabs, Sentinels, and uh, Tomb Stalkers, as opposed to Crypt Stalkers. This is Ooh. the kind of shit that fucking Iron Manus went toe-to-toe -to -toe with. Iron Manus probably went toe-to-toe -to -toe with, uh, which one was it? A Tomb Stalker. Uh, which, imagine, if you would... A centipede, but the size of a, uh, how big was it? Oh yeah, a Lehman Russ tank. You know, uh, excuse me, a Bane Blade tank. A city oh, block. Its most common prey bad. is a rhino transport, which is a big fucking metal box that can carry at least, oh, I don't know, Ten space marines inside it. And you know... That's cool. It's the equivalent of a small Imperial Titan. Uh -huh. And, uh... So you know, like, a centipede is segmented, right? Yeah. Yeah. A Tombstalker will reconstitute itself based on those segments. Uh... Like, every segment is... Can be autonomous. And, uh... Oh, wow. So it's literally... Imagine playing a game of centipede or millipede... Except instead of uh, dealing with, oh, I don't know, tiny things that spawn mushrooms when you kill them, they're the size of city blocks, and the spiders are canoptech spiders that are trying to rip you limb from limb, and the ladybugs are scarabs that are uh, tearing everything around you into a fine dust. And what's the last thing? Oh yeah, fire ants. The fire ants are canoptech wraiths who can turn invisible and phase through you and then reconstitute all their molecular atoms to become solid again, which, interesting fact when their atoms comprise a fucking claw, makes it really easy to rip your entire skeleton out of the fucking back like a goddamn Sub-Zero fatality. Nice. Uh... Necrons have mastered phase-shift technology. Mm -hmm. which what does that mean? They can move through dimensions and become completely uh, incorporeal. Excellent. 
it's it's scary. So real quick to cover the line of Canoptech constructs in actual detail besides me just screaming at you. The scarabs are the base tier. The base scarab is about the size of an actual scarab beetle, though they're shaped a little bit more flatter and disc-like, uh, with one little mono-eye at the front and some little spindly legs. These things have nanomachines that allow them to completely deconstruct uh, living and non-living material in order for it to be used for Necron things. They also come in a couple of varieties, including the Flenser, the flensing, excuse me, which uh, strip flesh from bone. The mind shackle, which lets a scarab assume direct control. Control. Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, the old Kron style of scarabs were uh, actually about the size of a basketball and were basically bombs. Um, they did what you would think it would. Explode good. Uh... Nice. They were responsible for low-level maintenance tasks in the tomb worlds. Up one level, you have the spiders. Spiders took care of scarabs and uh, also chased those pesky humans off of their lawn, uh, usually with giant scary guns and eating them. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about spiders. They're also pretty good mechanics and... Uh, they were responsible for kind of the mid-level things, but they were also kind of big, and so they couldn't get every place, and that's where the Wraith comes in. The Wraith looks kind of like a uh, big old snake, but the snake also has um, claws, a gun, and a bunch of spindly bits for it to perform maintenance tasks. It can also phase into and out of reality, which includes... Uh, becoming invisible, and also phasing into things. Uh, this, in a practical capacity, let them fix shit in places that it was hard for scarabs or uh, spiders to get to, and in combat lets them, oh, I don't know, rip your spine out. Uh, also, they used to look pretty different. Now they look like, you know, big old spidery snake things. They used to look like Necron warriors with snake bodies and cool, yeah, like, anaconda but... <laughs> headdresses and claws. I was about to say, when did they just, like, tack on a Necron face to a fucking giant, like, cobra body? Because that's what it looks like for the old ones. While it may be goofy, it... it's also... Still terrifying. I yeah, I if I met one in real life, when I, saw I would that scream. <laughs> Why are I would you like scream this? and shit my pants. But like in reality, looking at the models, they just look kind of funny. But the the new ones, they look pretty fucking rad. They look like the transformer on the Decepticon side that Bumblebee completely ripped its spine out. <laughs> or no, it's the it's the Scorpion one. Um, Scorpion I can't remember Hawk. its name. Yeah, Scorpionok. It looks like Scorpionok. The Scorpion one. Oh, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> the one with Scorpion in its name. Yeah, I know. Welcome to Transformer surprise, Boys, surprise. the podcast with a podcast where we talk about Transformers. I Fuzzy. mean, what's our Transformer Necron of just the day? Transformers? <laughs> anyway. That's all the Necron are, just Transformers. Don't fucking get me started. Um, This is our, this is our podcast within the podcast. So, uh... Uh, that covers the kind of what I think you need to know about constructs. There's also the tome, the crypt and the tome. 
Crypt Stalker and the Tomes, excuse me, the Tome Sentinel and the Tome Stalker are gi those giant centipede things. The Stalker uh, flays you to death, and the Sentinel shoots you to death. They're basically just Daka and Choppy versions of these giant centipedes. There's also nice. a little known but talked about uh, Crypt Stalker which the Crypt Stalker doesn't have a model, but apparently at one point went mono e mono with a fucking Titan and ripped oh, nice. it to shreds. So, uh... That sounds pretty rad. We don't know where it goes. We don't know what it looked like. We don't know exactly how big it is, but we do know it's made of fuck and goss. So, with, with this knowledge, let's talk about Escalation and the nodal command structure. Sure. Uh -huh. So escalation is kind of the the core aspect of Necron combat doctrine. Escalation is basically what it says on the tin. If you think you beat Necrons, they're just going to come back with a dick that is three times as big and double the anger. Oh dear. They, the nodal structure, which is their decision-making setup basically mm. there is a high there is a center point and if you think of it like a tree diagram where there are nodes and then leaves that go to other nodes and so yeah. on and so forth the decisions made by a high level necron lord let's call him platinum level no, gold level. Mm. His decisions get immediate response. And his decisions will be things like, take the base. That's that's our kind of go-to. Take the base. Okay. Now, the silver and bronze level that are tied into that node will make decisions like, go through this wall or take this flank. And then I... underneath at the, the warrior immortal level is where the that happens. Is the task actually gets carried out. Now you might be saying to yourself, this sounds a lot like programming language based decision making. Weird. I was about I was about to Weird. I was about to, to uh, basically in in programming there is I'm going to be very brief, I promise. There are you better, I want to talk about some fuckers ripping spines out. <laughs> there are levels of removing yourself from the decision-making process. Basically, how far away from binary are you? Mm -hmm. And the idea of, I'm telling it what to do, not how to do it. And that's what's happening here. Where the Necron Warriors are the ones and zeros, and the gold and gold level is the, this is what I want done. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. With that, have, yeah. I think let's it'd be talk good about to spines. Well, I think that's a good segue into some higher-ranking officials. Um, I'm oh. going to save destroyers and flayed ones for the end. Uh, that's mostly for you, John. Because um, <laughs> boy, do I have a thing. Um, going up to the next mm. kind of tier, we hit um the high-trusted um, warriors and such. 
These guys aren't royalty, but they are damn useful and are often talked to by royalty. The gold level, if you will. The one difference in this is the death mark. While they may have gold level status, they don't make decisions, they just shoot good. The death mark nice. are uh, the. Well, they're the snipers. D death marks are the sniper units of the Necron. Um, they're assassins, and they have some damn good shells that they did with the Biotransference. Transference. They aren't liked in Necron society, but most of the lords at this point, with one important exception, our good old friend Nemesor Zandrek, uh, <laughs> don't like using them, but at the end of the day, when you need a motherfucker's head shot off from a mile away with a Gauss cannon, they your boys. You send in these weird one-eyed people. Except no substitute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they got one rad eye. Yes. How can you not like I them? love their fucking look. They're basically Necron Immortals, but with a... Their face is just an eye. Also, they're a little bit more streamlined and smaller than Immortals. Um, yeah, they got little hoods. That said, they also have their... Um, they also have uh, the ability to think for themselves... Uh, but more in particular, they have a bigger drive to complete that task, more so than your typical immortal does. Which is why the death marks are called death marks. Because when you're marked for death, you're gonna fucking die. Uh... Yeah, so the thing about death marks is they have one eye, and some Imperial scholars have taken to referring to them as one-eyed monsters. How quaint penis jokes <laughs> yes because they don't have them anymore oh that's all they get Aww. i mean as far as we know they might got some usb sticks down there don't let's let's not talk about necron rule 34 i don't know i've i saw more of that today than i wanted to um oh really no yeah it was a good day uh yeah i was about to say it sounded like a good day so then Let's get up uh, to the other guys, also kind of in... Uh, well, I guess these guys are silver level, excuse me. This is all silver level, uh, to use John's metaphor. Lich guards and cryptex. Lich guards are, well, as their name kind of suggests, guardians of the liches. Uh, there are no they liches. They hella rad. <laughs> but they are the honor guards. Uh, they got big old shields and big old fucking sword things, and they have bodies that are actually very similar to Necron Lords in terms of quality. Uh, they have their full personality and are capable of complete decision-making, thought, etc. on their own, with one key difference. They're physically incapable of disobeying the order of an overlord. They huh. can disobey a lord! But an Overlord uh -huh. or a Faeron, locked in. Can't do anything about oh. it. Oh. Wow. Um, I wouldn't even think that any Necron could disobey an order from a higher up. Well, that's once... We've hit the level of people with personalities. Mm -hmm. and oh, okay. People who can, yeah, in these... theory, disobey an order, but it's highly unlikely that they actually would. These are people. These are... Actually... <laughs> Marginally. Uh... 
the fun thing about the Lich Guard is they are melee equipped only, and they are, like, perfectionists to a fault. Their big thing is every Lich Guard wants to come at you and get the perfect kill. A, a mm. perfect single sword or warsythe strike that just cuts an enemy in twain. They're, they want to make killing an art. And as such, often do kind of stupid things in that pursuit, including kind of wading out into the middle of a motherfucker into a melee and just trying for that perfect kill. Um, come they're constantly the doing one v one me, bro. Yeah, they're always doing one v one me, bro. Um, they're real fucking cool, and I really dig them. Uh, they're I like to compare them to like the ex late samurai era samurai who don't have a lot of. They're so powerful they can do what they want, and at this point they mm. get weird with it and start trying to essentially do, like, the perfect fight and stuff like that. Interesting, yeah. Except these guys, except, imagine samurai but equipped with uh, big axe swords and shields that make Roman legionaries go, damn dude, calm down. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty rad. Uh... The next guy are Cryptex. They're yes. the Mechanicus of the Necron. Nice. And much like the Mechanicus of the Necron, much like the human Mechanicus, they're treated as weird kind of outcasts who are very useful, but we largely leave them alone. Because we don't mm. want to fuck with it. Uh, never mind the fact that a lot of these guys can, oh, I don't know, uh, go through time and space, um, make planets vanish, predict the future. <laughs> I can see the future. Beg pardon. Uh, Cryptex come in a, a, a few flavors. The Harbingers mm. are all guys who are real good at attacking with various forms, including the Harbingers of Despair, who are... Psychers, they're psychic, they cause fear mostly and manipulate minds, except through technology instead of magic. Um, destruction, they shoot pl fire and plasma. Eternity, they, they can fuck with time, including going backwards and forwards in time, speeding it up, slowing it down, shifting people into or out of phase with it, and in the case of Orican the Diviner, who we'll get to, running it backwards. Harbingers cool. of the Storm, they do exactly what their name would suggest, they control weather. Harbingers uh -huh. of Transmogrification, they're alchemists and earthbenders. Astromancers, they predict the future, we don't know how. And <laughs> probably science. Probably science. And Biomancers, mm -hmm. who like to fuck with organics. Um... When, cool. when we start talking about individual peoples within Necron, uh, we will talk about two Cryptex, uh, Orican the Diviner and Illuminator Cesaris, who are uh, respectively one of the fuckiest guys in the Necrons and one of the most evil beings in the galaxy, respectively. Which, Excellent. which is a big fucking kudo to uh, <laughs> Cesaris. The, oh. To complete asshole. Then we get to the Lord. The Necron Lord 
has a personality, and is... We're getting into gold level now. Lords are the gold level, for all intents and purposes. They're the motherfuckers who are cool. In, uh, pre-fifth, they were the highest level of Necron, and in post-fifth, they are, uh... Well, the Dukes, Marquis, Viscountesses, uh... Okay, so etc. If Necron culture was a principality, where would they rank? Uh... I'm gonna go with Kingdom, first of all, because, uh, I'm not d taking your Gundam bit here. <laughs> and second of all, uh, like I said, Dukes, Marquis, Viscounts, that kind of level. Uh, above oh. them is the Overlords, who are, I would put at the, um, between points, the Archdukes, the, excuse me, Lords are counts and dukes and that kind of thing. Overlords, which are fucking... I'm just gonna do it all in a chunk here. They got bitchin' hats. They do all usually have bitchin' hats and bitchin' dresses and That's robes and That's a theme in 40k. Bitching hats means more authority. It's true. Listen to me, Grim Dorks listeners. When the apocalypse comes, get yourself a bitchin' hat. It's, People uh, will listen to you. That's this actually, is my version of prepping. Yes, that's actually absolutely in, true. In John's post-apocalyptic society, the ruler has to wear a hundred-gallon hat. It's true. Yes. Uh, so, Necron lords, like I said, are the lowest level of nobility. They command yeah. a planet. Necron overlords okay. are one step up. Over Assistant. Yeah, overlords will com control three to up to a dozen uh, tomb worlds. They have bigger bitchin' hats, bigger bitchin', uh, brains, and generally dope equipment. They got scythes. They also have war scythes, yes. They're pretty cool, uh, and like I said, they're the natural step up. Uh, above them is the Phaeron. Phaerons are the motherfuckers who control entire dynasties of Necron. Uh, a dynasty in Necron culture is... Family line makes it sound unimportant. Uh, I'm going to ask you to look back at, like, ancient China, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, or, yeah, Three Kingdoms kind of days, where these dynasties controlled a country, basically. Except yeah. they're all united by similar genes and all that, and while they will fight each other a lot, uh, they usually keep it to the low-level fighting. Uh, whereas they wage wars ag against other houses. Or, excuse me, other races. Uh, which is where the uh. breakdown kind of happens between ancient China and the Necron. But... There is no perfect metaphor I can think of. Point being, the Phaerons that we know of as of right now are basically just Imhotek and the Silent King. Uh, those are two separate people. They're the motherfuckers mm. in charge, and you don't fuck with a Phaeron, because they have the bigger equipment, the bigger guns, the bigger staves, and the bitchinest hats. <laughs> they will take a shit on your teeth. They will. They they will find no. 
a an organic and take their colon and use that organic to shit on your teeth. Oh dear. It's very bad. Now Just I want to do it. Now I want to get to some special cases or more accurately, what happens when a necron goes insane? Mm-hmm. Two things. They die. Two possible things. They die. Brayden, which one are you more interested in first? Uh, or, excuse me, which one are you less interested in? Because we'll do that one first. Flayed ones or destroyers? Destroyers. That's fair. Destroyers are what happens when an immortal or up is asleep for 60 million years and wakes up going, I don't care anymore. I... Am no longer a being of flesh, and you know what? Fuck anything that is. You know, uh, when you're in college, like the three of us, and you meet that person that's a, that thinks they're really cool in a nihilist way. Uh huh. These guys take nihilism and then also pair it with a nihilism. <laughs> they add an A. Interesting. The A yeah. is for yeah. anarchy. Um. Nice. Destroyers and destroyer lords, because this can happen up the chain, are immortals that don't care about this anymore. And so they're willing to change their very bodies in order to further their goal of eliminating organic life in the galaxy. They ain't got no legs. They replace their legs with hoverboards, essentially. Uh, they are as uh, mobile as fucking jet bikes. They're so dumb. Do other Necron get on top of them and ride they them? They would hate that. So no. I don't want to die. It doesn't matter about hate when you are when you have orders. Well, that's the funny thing. So, Immortals... Uh, excuse me. Destroyers, some of that has broken? And they don't mm-hmm. listen as good anymore. Also, they used to have a rule, which was, and I quote, preferred enemy, everything, with an exclamation point. Uh, They hate everything that is flesh, which, interesting fact about Warhammer 40k, most things that aren't Necrons are flesh. Um, Uh Some some Mechanicus folk are uh, debatable. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, how do do they feel about the Adeptus Mechanicus? Still too fleshy. Consider the Adeptus Mechanic is kind of worships worships a Catan. They fucking hate them. That too. Oh yeah, that is true. So, destroyers, they get a bigger gun. They replace an arm with a bigger gun. Sometimes they'll replace two arms with a bigger gun. They replace their legs they got four glow with sticks. hover. Uh, essentially, uh, fuck, what are they called? I forget. Um hoverboards they're hoverboards it lets them skate across (laughs) the ground and fuck anything in front of them here's my fun my fun analogy for a necron destroyer it's like a hover centaur with a gun it is a hover hover centaur centaur with a gun gun. yeah that's actually really good it is hilarious so and also uh a fun fact about having necron destroyers in your army you don't try to utilize them because if you try to... You just let them you go. You plan around them. No. They because are... They Necron are listen. very scared of them. Yeah, because... Uh, Why? Uh, do they just, like... 
aren't don't the destroyers like kind of not hate because them just as a rule? But the destroyer doesn't care if you get in his way; it's just going to shoot you in your where your dick used to be. Also, oh, the destroyer okay. hates all life, and Necron are still a part of life. They're just less alive. So at some oh. point, when everything organic is no longer there, who do you think is left? The next exactly. Necron. Wouldn't it make sense to kill themselves first if they hit all life? Nah, you're you're letting logic get in the way of the grim dark. <laughs> that is true. I I'm sorry. I accidentally brought logic yeah. into into the forty first millennium. So kill all other life before I do this last one. And to become the perfect life form, I must become a robo-centaur. So, <laughs> we just covered what happens when a Necron gives up on organicness. Let's go to the other side uh -huh. now and talk about the flayed one. I love these guys. Oh my god, they look awesome. I'm gonna read you a quote. This is from a Catan known as Landigore the Flayer. To those who have turned their faces uh -huh. away, to those who are faithless and wretched in their jealousies, to those who have denied us, to those who have denied me, I will wreak vengeance. I will wrench your souls and break your bones. I will cast hunger through your accursed existence. Down the eons you will not forget. I will grant you this gift from love turned aside and make you like me. Break you in my image as you have broken me. I shall cast the fear of myself into you and all your kind. I am Landegore. I am the hunger. I am the flare. And from this moment, you shall be too. So these guys are super calm and well-adjusted, and nothing's really wrong with them. I think we should move on. Yeah. Yeah, they only wear the skin of their peop of the people that they hey, murdered. So the Curse of the Flayed One is literally... Unlike the other... Many Catan were captured and Pokemoned. Landagore yeah. was destroyed entirely. Damn. And used the last of his power to lay this curse on the Necron to force a programming error every once in a while an infectious programming error where the flayed ones will suddenly desire flesh again and as such uh -huh. a necron of any cast will begin brutalizing enemy corpses and wearing their skin and entrails it's metal as fuck and also gross as hell there's one with a with a rib cage and a skull as a backpack. Yep. They <laughs> Ready are... for school. Ready for school. They're basically yep. the lepers Ready of Necron, school. except uh, way more heavy metal. Um, they're pretty yeah. metal. The other thing about them is they're treated in one of kind of two ways, three ways. One killed because they're a virus and leprosy. They should be destroyed before other Necron yeah. catch it. Option two, throw them in a Tesseract, and whenever you need a bunch of very angry metal people who only desire the flesh of their opponents, just pop open a cold one with the boys, and dump out this Tesseract labyrinth full of hate and fuck onto a planet or, with organic life on it, and let nature take its course. 
Or, more accurately, you're popping open some boys with some cold, soulless metal boys. Yes. There you go. Option three for what happens with flayed ones is kind of like the previous destroyers where you plan around it. Because sometimes the battle is too dank. And when the dank battle <laughs> hits, the flayed ones know. Because sometimes the flayed ones just out of existence. And they live in a pocket dimension, aside from the rest of Necron society, except when they sense great slaughter. They're almost cornate in that regard. And suddenly, they'll pop back into existence near a fight. They'll run into the fight, murderize, in their best, best, excuse me, their best Dio impression, uh... Take all the skin, put it on their bodies like the weirdest fucking uh, poncho ever, and then pop back out yeah. of reality, waiting for the next time. They are, uh... That's dumb as hell. Their metal is fuck, and I love their idea. Uh, they're stupid. Fuck you, I That's love them. Sure. Uh, um, I mean, they're they cool. They are susceptible but... to being shot to death. They are very susceptible to being shot to death, but much like all of the rest of the Necrons, they do have a habit of getting back up again. The bastards. Yeah. Um, in previous editions, they used, or pre-fifth, they used to just be that, they're still that kind of insane, but it wasn't infectious. Um, and they used to just crawl out of the fucking ground, and it was super cool. Nice. Um, yeah, Necrons rad. are kind of, like, fucking terrifying. Just yeah. yeah, just a because little. Because the thing about them is that, A, most people don't know they exist. Like, in the Imperium, mostly just Inquisitors know that they exist. Yep. And also, when they show up and you blow your wad trying to shoot them to death, and it gets right the fuck back up, that's a huge morale shock. And yep. also, yeah. their basic infantry can rip apart your beloved tank. Not my tank. Yep. So there's very little on on the surface what uh, like their average Imperial Guardsman can do to a Necron invasion force or Necron raiding force. It's just... And Necrons, their motivations are mysterious to outsiders because they'll just show up and leave like yeah. they showed up on mars dicked around what? for like 45 minutes and just left i'm sure they gave the mechanicus a race they shit themselves terra shit itself collectively because oh wait it something got here yeah something got close enough within the solar system yeah so, uh, Pretty spooky. they're very spooky, and we'll talk more about history and things they do next episode, but real quick, I want to run through their vehicles, because some of these are funny, uh, and I will remember to post some of these on Twitter um, when this episode comes out. Halloween Creep 2K17. <laughs> I don't know why, I just thought about it. It's like, imagine it being September, and the, the Necron show up, and everyone on Terra is like, oh, fucking man, Halloween's like a month away. <laughs> This is bullshit. Halloween's like a, oh god, where's my... Where's my <laughs> <organ song? laughs> 
Oh no, all my organs have been sent to a pocket dimension. Is that a glow stick? Oh no, I'm dead. <laughs> anyway, um, man, that's a really dope rave over there. Why is the rave traveling so fast at me? Oh, that's bullets. Oh, where's my arm? Um, it's in a pocket dimension with trash. Um, trash, trash man, trash man. <laughs> so, um, Silent King trash I'm gonna kind man. of run up the ladder of their vehicles real quick um excluding flyers okay. uh if you want to know what a necron flyer looks like uh get a croissant, Fire croissant. <laughs> it's a croissant it's a croissant but green uh and metal oh i love croissants it's delicious and full of guns um <laughs> at the base level we have the tome blade which uh because necrons have a boner for uh crescent shapes uh, sounds like a deadly book. Uh, a tome blade is basically a crescent moon with guns on it and a Necron riding it like a bike. Uh, oh, it fucking looks dumb. I kind of so. like them, but yeah, they are kind of dumb. Um, they're kind of funny looking. Uh, one step up, we have the command barge. A catacomb command barge and an annihilation barge are basically uh, that crescent shape, but two of them at a perpendicular angle, which can house about three Necron on it. A command barge usually has a overlord or a lord in it riding it and telling the two guys driving and piloting the gun uh, to drive me closer so I may hit them with my staff. Hit them with my sword. <laughs> oh. An annihilation barge replaces the Necron lord with a giant gun. Uh, nice. Otherwise, same base format. Uh, mm -hmm. Up one notch is the arcs. The ghost arc looks kind of like a crescent moon with a... It looks... It reminds me a lot of a Viking longship. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it does. Um, a One of those crescents where the driver sits and a Viking longship, which you load a bunch of Necrons on so they can jump out and fuckle your things. Uh, it comes in two other varieties. The ghost arc, which... Turns the, uh, all of the place, the place where all of the Necrons sit, it, that part's upside down and replaced with a fuck huge gun. That's called a Doomsday Arc. Or, uh, a similar size of thing is, um, the Tesseract Arc, which, uh, it's, actually, no, excuse me, this is the size of a Command Barge. I lied. It's actually pretty small, but uh, it has a Tesseract gun on it, which basically kidnaps you and throws you in a Tesseract dimension. Um, it's nice. a big old fuck you gun. Uh, Did we talk about the Tomb Blade? We haven't. Yeah, I did. That's the that's the basic. That's oh, the. Bike. Oh yeah, yeah, you that's did. The jet bike. Yeah, yeah. But whoopsies. I mean, it's a jet bike with a bigger gun. Marginally, And piloted yeah. by a Necron. Well, okay, one thing I do yeah. want to note, actually, it looks which dumb. is kind of cool. Mostly Necron warriors pilot these things, except, as previously mentioned, Necron warriors are kind of fucking dumb, so how would they know how to do that? Well, all the Necron technology has extra programming in it that basically... There are essentially two autopilots, the Necron warrior and the autopilot of the system, working together to make this thing pilot properly. I know kung fu. Mm. Basically. Yeah. Uh, above the arc class of things, we get into the monoliths. 
Monolith number one is the base monolith. It does not... Well, actually, excuse me. First, let's hit Obelisk. An Obelisk is kind of like a monolith, uh, except... Oh, no, these are bigger. Fuck me. I lied. Sorry. Monolith. <laughs> monolith is a pyramid yep. with guns on it that hovers yes. and teleports. <laughs> but yes. also teleports boys. It also teleports boys. Previous to 5e, they uh, were part of the tome world that would warp to the top and then would be used as essentially a teleport beacon for for boys from underneath the tome world to pop up. Uh, now, less so, but functionally very similar. Occasionally, Necrons will ride on inside of it, but they're mostly big old teleportation beacons that get bigger and more powerful the more energy is pumped into them. One step nice. up is uh, either the uh, Doomsday Monolith or the Obelisk. Um, they're actually about the same size. An Obelisk is takes that size and gets wider, uh, and it's a big old war machine that... It's mostly anti-air, but it also comes equipped with a bunch of uh, fuck you ground, too. Um, I think it also... fuck you ground. Yeah. It also, uh, I believe, comes equipped with wraiths. Um, wraiths like to come out of it, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh, cool. The Doomsday Monolith takes the uh, fuckery and gets height out of it, and a lot more bigger guns. Uh, it's the Monolith's bigger and badder brother, and is basically a super heavy battle tank. Uh, nice. Above that, we have the Megalith. Uh, uh as you're you feeling do. mega. As you the do. The megalith is well. We don't know what it looks like, but we know that it can spit monoliths out with ease. <laughs> Which Excellent. means that this thing is the size of an entire city. Um, yeah. Above that, we have the abattoir and the aeonic uh. orb. The abattoir is a mm. pyramid that floats with noodly appendages. Said noodly appendages are used to harvest worlds. Excellent. Uh, for resources and more. That's And they're also fuck huge, uh, though slightly smaller than the uh, megalith. The Aeonic Orb, we don't know what it looks like, we don't know how big it is, but we do know that it's basically a, and this is the first Death Star equivalent, because it literally takes a sun, condenses it into a force field, and then to shoot, just opens the force field a little, so that some light can shine out. Except, by the way, it's a fucking sun. So how much light do you think that is? It's a light shine down. A lot. Enough, more than the light it, bulb. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's a pretty bright light bulb. There's also no official model for it, but there are stats for it for epic level games. And fun fact: if you really want to field an Aeonic Orb, highly recommend uh, the Transformers Energon Unicron model. Looks pretty close to what one could imagine. Excellent. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, uh, then we also have the Necron Pylon which is uh, a gun that teleports and is also about four stories tall. Uh, there's also the Sentry Pylon, which is just two stories tall, and the Tesseract Vault, which uh, is 
uh, an obelisk, but with a Catan inside. And that also leads to a Tesseract uh -huh. Labyrinth. Big surprise. And then the flyers are all croissants, but with various large sizes of guns on them. Uh, yeah, true. Except for Excellent. one, which is just a Kenotech Wraith, but bigger and spidier ear. That's it. That's it. That's every. Nice. That's all of their vehicles, and all their constructs, and all their super heavies, and all of their dudes. <sighs> yeah. Yep, that's a. Uh, that's There's the baseline a for all the Necron right now. Um, which means next episode we can get into the peeps and the history. Um, I think a lot of that will probably take the form of using the peeps to talk about the history because... Mm -hmm. Look, even though I may have bitched about Necron lore post-fifth, these dudes are fucking cool. <laughs> the it's, individuals. It's gotten a lot... There's a lot going on. We get to talk about the world engine... The oh baby, the world right. engine. We get to talk about the world engine. We Choo get to talk Choo. about Nemesis Zondrek. We get to talk about Imotech. We get to talk about Trazen the Storm. Uh, excuse me, Trazen the Infinite. Wrong, yeah, <laughs> wrong, wrong ending. Wrong. Yeah, you got it backwards. Uh, fucking. Wait, what the fuck? The shit is dank. Yeah, it's real dank. Um. There's Dang. a lot of good shit coming with all these boys, uh, especially the guys with personalities. Uh, I'm actually real excited to talk about all of these personalities, because damn do they have some fucking personality. Excellent. So, with uh, with all that out of the way, we need to put Brain to bed. So, uh, make sure to check out GrimdorksPod on Twitter and email us your questions, GrimdorksPod at gmail.com. Uh... Yeah, all our all our fun stuff is on the Twitter. Tweet at us. Fuzzy gets lonely. Yes. Yeah, uh, John used to be in control, but I have assumed direct control of the uh, Twitter, and I will respond pretty fast. I check that shit on the daily. Um, so, yeah. Um, I have been... Oh, shit. Fuck. Uh, Void Dragon <laughs> John. <laughs> Good save, buddy. I got uh, it. I'll edit that shit out. No, I won't. No, you won't. Uh, no, you won't. I have been uh, Fuzzy, the Endless Swarm. And I have been Nightbringer Brayden, because I still didn't take the time to research anything. <laughs> okay, real quick. Uh, fucking the Nightbringer, the Deceiver, the Void Dragon, the Outsider, the Burning One, the Endless Swarm, the Flayer, and the Worldmaker. There you go. That's all of them we know. Now... The outsider is just the dishonored. Yes, it's just God, the guy from so. Dishonored. Anyway, with all that out of the way. Bye. Bye. <laughs> By the way, fucking the, the the deceiver has a golden six pack. You should know that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.